0: a tough one uh coming in hot from max the lion king solid see that's an easy that's low-hanging fruit like that's a good win that's you can't go wrong with that bugs life. that's a great choice is is
1: is both like not disney maybe that's Pixie. Uh,
2: ants
3: one of them is i think it is <laughs>
1: <laughs> they kind of blend together ants and a bug's life they also came out like the same time didn't they same same ants actually starred in both believe it or not <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's probably my best one tonight. Yeah. tonight. That's, Mike, I, Mike. I'm just going to – yeah, this has been
2: great. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Mike, we'll take it easy, man.
1: Welcome to Footy Fellas. Welcome. Welcome
3: to Footy fe- Fellas.
1: Welcome to Footy Fellas, coming at you from Chicago and Minnesota. We're going to be talking soccer, going to be talking life, playing games, playing mind games. We got a little something for you. This week's episode is brought to you by Terry Thornburg's Thrift Treasures. If you haven't yet, throw us a follow on Instagram at Pod on Instagram F-O-O-T-Y Fellas Pod. That other voice you heard in the intro is Mike Watts, broadcaster extraordinaire, who we chatted with for the episode. Off the bat, Max just kind of grilled him on his favorite Disney movie. And that kind of question lets you know, it's going to be a pretty serious interview when you step on our show. Was that your intention, Max? I needed to set the tone.
0: You know, <clears throat> you walk into our studio, um, hot in the mic. You better, you best come ready. You best come ready. You better know um, your favorite Disney movie. I mean, this is, this is kind of a PSA for anybody who steps in, not only in the studio, but also in this house, you come in this apartment, you better know favorite Disney movie, Least favorite Disney character um, and uh, most misunderstood uh, Disney villain, right? And if you don't have those facts wrapped up tight like a, in, in, in a bow, I mean, our friendship, I mean, bad first impression for starters, but also our friendship is probably severed right there. Um, so maybe that's hot. Maybe that's not okay. Maybe that's how I lost a job or two. But look, I need to know the people around me are people I trust and people who are true Disney fans are people I trust. Didn't even give away the bonus
1: question, which is how those Disney characters line up in Five Aside (laughs) and and Sunday League. That's, but I guess we'll keep that on the DL, make them think on their toes.
0: Okay, throwing this out there, would we not want to see? Okay, so Looney Tunes is not Disney, right? That's 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 separate, right? Yeah, I think it's separate. Okay, would we not want to see like a Disney um, uh, Space Jam situation, but like soccer-wise? Like it'd probably be Mm -hmm. Beckham-related or or something like that. But that'd be kind of cool. And you have like the five. If we picked right now, very quickly, what those five characters could be on a five-a-side team, in a Disney movie, I would. I, I my first, my first goes. Oh man, I really need to look at a whole roster. Dude, is Buzz Lightyear Disney? Right. Is Toy Story? It's, it's Toy Story, out. Story oh. Disney.
1: I don't know. I mean, do you see him at the back, or is he your striker, Buzz? Oh, he's a striker. I think he's the Yang of my team. Fair enough. Every time he scores, to infinity and beyond gets. Like, oh, it's Pixar. Mickey Mouse is like
0: the messy. I mean, Mickey Mouse is, is goat. So like
1: Woohoo! every time it <laughs> crosses someone over.
0: <laughs> yeah. Does him up like that. Uh, I mean, other big names. Simba?
1: Maybe Simba in midfield? Kind of a flexible. We need a solid, character. a solid
2: bench warmer. We can put Woody on the bench.
1: <laughs> Ouch. Woody like that. Maybe Tinker. we can put Andy on the bench.
0: Tinkerbell is obviously on the field. I mean, nimble, quick you need that absolutely oh guys there are so many options you go eeyore you go mushu you can go james p sullivan from uh aka sully from monsters inc (laughs) from captain sullivan (laughs) Solenberger. from captain Sullivan, thank you uh aladdin oh my god we need a jafar lightning mcqueen maybe is on the way
1: yeah oh okay lightning mcqueen's a cheat code (laughs) <laughs> Whoever's Lightning McQueen, that team's like top of the Sunday league table for sure.
0: Quasimodo? How is that not your like team manager? Oh my God. All right. Sorry, that was a huge tangent. Anyway, with Mike, we
1: talk shop about the NWSL and USL, both of which he's been involved with for over five years. So he's definitely an expert. He's been around the block, talked media in the league, fun stories, differing league objectives, and even snuck in one of his favorite games, Word Sneak. So... You definitely want to stick around for that conversation because it was a good one. Lads, we got the FA Cup down, finals in the books, Arsenal taking home the silverware over Chelsea, and we got the Champions League coming up right around the corner next week. How are you How are you both feeling?
0: I'm hyped. I'm hyped. I feel like uh, a FA, FA Cup wrap-up was, was necessary to kind of close the, the English cycle in, in Champions League. I mean, it's big games coming up. Big, big games. Very excited. Yeah, I'm stoked. I cannot wait for another month
2: of soccer. It's going to be fun. I'm, I'm, I have high expectations. I'm hoping it's a high level of play. And uh, I hope later we get to talk about who we predict will we'll take home the, the metal, the hardware at the end of it.
1: We just might. Do you think it's going to be a little less thrilling when you're watching it working from home and you put it on during your work from home rather than you're in the office
0: working? Is that less exciting somehow? There is less of a thrill when you're you're kind of avoiding managers and you've got it on in the background. And you cover it up quickly as they walk by. That that's totally fair. But um, I also think it would be impossible to to hide the thrill that is single elimination games um, with with no second leg or anything like that. It's just all out. I think it's a good comparison, calling it like a World Cup fashion, um, where you're going to have that drama and that level of competition too. So. Uh, I'm, I, I think it's proper that it's, that's in my home in a private space because I will be so loud. It's not going <laughs> yeah, to be okay. Yeah, uh, absolutely.
1: Excited to quickly banter about the Champions League in a sec. Once Jones talks through a little bit of last week today,
0: what happened around the league? Let's, Let's do it. Do it. Leagues, Leagues with a Z. <clears throat> uh, I mean, we got to do justice to MLS's back tournament, which is still underway and, and is quite thrilling. Um, as a heads up for everybody, semifinals are set. With the Philadelphia Union and Portland Timbers playing this upcoming Wednesday, the fifth, and then Orlando City versus Minnesota United. Can I get a woot woot for Minnesota? Yep, yep. There we go. Um, if you're curious, if you're curious, if you're curious coming into the tournament, um, these teams were ranked in order of likelihood to win. The Union were fifth uh, with a 6% chance, Minnesota were 13th, Orlando were 14th, and Portland were 15th, and they had fourth and 3% chances. So I'm proud that my union, the team I picked to to win it is still in it and has the odds on favorite at the moment. So I'm I'm, I'm feeling good about them. For reference, LAFC had a 22% chance of winning. And so, uh, you know, kind of interesting to see that they fell out pretty early. Um, FA Cup. FA Cup did indeed take place. Reminder for those who weren't completely plugged into that world. Chelsea had finished fourth in the Prem. Um, so they're already happy, ha- heading off to the Champions League. Winning the FA Cup would have been just a nice um, uh, mantelpiece, whereas Arsenal needed this to get into, into Europe competition, and that is Europa League. Um, Arsenal did end up winning 2-1. Um, Aubameyang went off, uh, giving two of those two of those strikes. Um, Chelsea also suffered some key injuries. To uh, Spilicueta, Pulisic, who scored. USA, can I get a USA from Minnesota? USA. Thank you. And uh, Pedro also got injured um but arsenal's qualification that is by winning the FA Cup means that spurs their arch rivals actually now have to play off in order to play into the group stage of Europa League and sadly wolves are now completely knocked out oh, of any no. europe play i know it's sad it's sad but um uh, wolves still have a chance that is if they they're still in Europa League right now so if they were to win Europa League they can actually go on um that means however they'd have to go through man united who is on un- All right. And um, uh, lastly, and most importantly, as we're talking about Europe, let's talk about Champions League. Um, It starts up this week to Icy's point on Friday with Juventus and Lyon and Man City and Real both playing the second legs from the round of 16. Um, Something to keep in mind after those games and when we move forward that there are some notable changes to this Champions League structure in the COVID world. Um, Number one, The quarterfinals and semifinals, which is usually played over two legs, is now reduced to a single leg. So if you've never played soccer before, that means instead of playing on two legs, you only have one leg. Just kidding. There's other reasons for what that means, but don't worry about it. So um, what this really means for you guys is don't need to worry about the uh, the away goals. Don't even think about it. There's no complexities there, no math. Straightforward. Winner takes all. Um, Number two, all matches from the quarterfinals onward will take place in Lisbon, Portugal. Uh, so the Champions League has their own version of a bubble. There's no home field advantage. Um, a caveat I'll throw in there is the uh, two games that are finishing up the round of 16 games. Those are being played at home fields. That is the, the previously mentioned Juve-Leon and City versus Real. Um, so there, there's no excuses. If you win, you win. If you lose, you lose. Um, and then three, uh, and this is fairly standard from all of the league play that we've been seeing thus far, uh, but teams are allowed five substitutes and can only make those switches at three different points during the game. Um, They're also allowed a total of 23 players on the team sheet instead of just 18, allowing for a much more variety of tactics and possible players to, to throw on the, on the pitch. Um, gentlemen, I'd be curious to hear who you think is most likely to bring home the silver jug.
2: Look, I'm going to stick with my guns and my prediction before the pandemic. Bayern Munich, I... Think Maybe this is turning into more of a hopeful prediction that they win, uh, just so that I have my prediction intact from months ago. Uh, however, a slight asterisk caveat, I think that Real Madrid is looking very strong. Yes, they have a very tough opponent in Man City, and they're down a goal. I do think they have the most momentum coming in, coming back to the Champions League. I hate to say it, but they have a lot of momentum. They could do real damage. If they beat City, I think they could take the cake.
1: I would say Bayern. I would also say Bayern as the strongest team right now. A one-game playoff versus any of these other teams, I would take Bayern. But looking at their side of the bracket, playing either Barcelona or or Napoli, Get granted Barcelona hasn't been their their normal selves recently, in addition to either Madrid, Man City, Lyon, Juventus, it just seems like such a tougher side of the draw to be on. And for that reason, I think Atletico Madrid on the other side, taking down a taking on a Leipzig-Sanz-Timo Wer- Timo Werner and then playing either PSG or Atalanta, PSG also not totally looking themselves with some injuries recently. I think they just have a much easier path and they've been really solid since the restart. So I think I'd have to take Atletico if I was putting my money where my mouth was, even though I think Bayern individually are the strongest team.
0: Are you guys at all concerned about um, uh, time off or or staying in form? You know, you look at a Bayern team. I, I agree, Bayern looks great, um, or was looking great, right? But but they haven't really played anything in a little while. They may have kind of fallen off their um, their perch. Um, similarly, um, you know, teams like Real or City or uh, Madrid um, have been playing in league, as as as, as is uh, Juve and Atla- Atalanta. And Barca, I suppose. Let I me mean, just list all these teams. But but teams that have been playing in league a little bit more recently, you could argue might be a little bit more sharp. Do you guys have any take? Does that influence your decision making at all? No, I think it's a valid point for sure.
2: Um, I I guess I would argue that since Bayern hasn't been playing as much recently, that they've got fresher legs. But I guess I just think they're a championship caliber team. It it doesn't it doesn't come and go as it may with some other some other teams, I guess, uh, I think they have a good uh, environment. The, I think the club really does a good job. The manager does a good job. Um, all the players know. I think they're championship caliber players. So, you know, even though they're not playing competitive games as much as maybe some of the other teams, they've got that winning spirit, that drive that, that doesn't go away. So
1: I think, I think they have fresh legs and they'll do well. I think the crisper limbs, as Mike Watts put it, yes. will play a larger impact than fresh legs, given since we've came back, a lot of these teams have been hit with serious injuries like Chelsea, you know, they'll probably be missing Pulisic and Pedro and Azpilicueta or some of these other guys if those injuries turn serious. So I think that could could be somewhat detrimental for some of these teams.
0: That's fair. Um, I'll wrap it up by saying that uh, City is going to win it all, actually. Here's my hot take. Ooh. I think City's got a lot of motivation. It's like um, a
1: flaming hot take from a, a man
0: you've yeah, got. Kind of- it is. I'm not proud of it, um, but I, I am proud of getting it right. And, uh, and City's in a, in a situation where I believe they have a, a healed team. They have a team that is a huge chip on their shoulder, and the only thing they haven't done is win a Champions League. Um, they uh, they showed when they had their motivation, they were fired and up and ready to go, they could take down the best in Europe, which was Liverpool. So um, I, I do, I think they, they also are coming into the second leg with a 2-1 lead over Real. So I think they're in a position where, you know, if they put to bed Real, they can get hot and stay hot. Um, so th- they're my not-so-sleeper pick to, to go on.
1: Love it. We'll have to wait and see this upcoming Friday how it all plays out. Check out our Instagram throughout the week as well. We're going to be having some thoughts from media insiders in our Extra Time series on how they feel about the Champions League and some favorite Champions League memories, which is kind of fun to hear as well. Going to head to our first sponsor break. Thank our sponsors, as always. And afterwards, we'll be back with Mike Watts. Terry Thornburg here from Terry Thornburg's Thrift Treasures. We've got tables, chairs, lamps, literal treasure chests for kids that can be utilized, kind of like piggy banks. Electrical wiring, shirts, socks, shoes, sand. Tommy, do we still have sandals? Can you just check? Yeah, they're probably under the bathing suits. What do you mean you don't see them? They're on the ground floor. Just look down. I'm pretty sure we got sandals, but Tommy's still finding his way around the place. Regardless, we've got so, so much quality stuff at a great value. You'd be a fool not to check us out. Most everything we've got, most everything. Furniture, home goods, clothes, home furniture, good clothes. Come into our thrift store where we've got pretty much everything you need at a great price. We also have a website. Big thanks to Terry Thornburg's Thrift Treasures. Pretty local, seemingly local company that is more of a chain than you'd than you think for a thrift store.
0: That's incredible. What don't they have is my next question. Yeah, he- It
1: sounds like they've got most everything. Right. Gunning for Jeff Bezos over here. He's
2: trying to take over Amazon. Didn't I see Terry in The Sopranos? I swear that dude sounded familiar.
0: Yeah. He's de- I, he definitely had like an acting career and then he spun that money into a business, which is working for him, I think. Well, I would check the website, but he didn't, he didn't list it. So I don't know.
1: They have one. I think it sounded like they have one at the end there.
0: Right. I, again, didn't. I mean, you would assume, because I've been, Googled uh, 12 permutations of Terry and furniture <laughs> and, and his whole and the retail, all of that thrift shop. I just found it. I'm on it right now. What VPN are you on? What What are you working with?
2: Oh, I'm VPN. They think I'm in Rome. Got it. You're in yeah.
1: the Vatican again. Yep. It's the only way you can get in. It's top quality. Top quality product. That's how you know. Anyways, here's our chat with Mike Watts. Want to give a big footy fellas welcome to our special guest today, Mike Watts. Mike graduated from Fordham University's Gabelli School of Business in 2015 with his broadcasting career beginning even before that in 2013. Feels like he's commentated for at least 100 different sports, an estimation I'm sure you'd disagree with based on your stint at the Elias Sports Bureau. Included in that wide array of experiences is the Cincinnati Bengals and many championship games of softball, baseball, basketball, soccer, and more. What we're going to focus on most is his role commentating the USL's Louisville City FC for the past five years, and the NWSL as of about six years ago, I believe, including the recent NWSL Challenge Cup. Mike, welcome to the pod. Thanks for
3: having me. Uh, Excited to be here and a little nervous. We'll see how this goes. I I mean, that was a serious deep dive, which leaves me concerned how much more you know, but (laughs) so far, so good. I don't think we looked deep. If you're
1: that nervous, I don't think we looked deep enough. (laughs) We didn't do our job. Congrats oh, on, no. on bringing, yeah. bringing to life an exciting Challenge Cup. How, uh, how did that compare to your expectations? What was the experience like?
3: Yeah, I think we all came into this. And, you know, obviously it's not the resources or the, the global spectacle that is the World Cup. But, you know, for our production team, you know, most of us don't live in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Um, it, it means Lori and me and Jen Cooper, our, our editorial consultant, and um, Josh Toll and most of our production crew kind of went down there. And for a month, that was our life. So, you know, none of us had had a World Cup experience before, but we sort of wanted to treat it that way where every game feeds into the next and you know you're, you're trying to connect with people over a month long tournament as opposed to what we usually do which is game by game or maybe one team over the course of a season so in that sense you know this was this was an awesome experience you know obviously everything going on around us right now is is very difficult to to contemplate in that context but it, it was a it was a cool month and CBS put forward the resources to make us hopefully successful. I I think we were pretty successful getting it all on the air and doing it in a unique way. So yeah, it was, it was a good time.
1: It was awesome to follow. I know for myself and Max here in Chicago, we are somewhat new red stars fans, but we definitely got into it this year and the tournament itself, both the, the quality of games, quality of broadcasting, social media, all of the entertainment put into it definitely resonated with us. So you got at least two, two bigger fans of the NWSL for sure. Awesome. That, that's mission accomplished. Did it change your view of what goes into the World Cup? Or now you said going in, if you wanted to treat it like a World Cup, do you think that's changed how you think about either the broadcasting side or just the continuity of the World Cup?
3: Um, A little bit. I think a lot of fans probably, you know, in, in Chicago, I know there's a lot of consternation, a lot of mentions of, Sam Kerr. Well, you know, the games are on CBS All Access, but they re-air on CBS Sports Network. And if you're trying to get new fans to understand the context of Chicago Red Stars compared to last year, you know, people flip around on TV a lot. So it sounds like we're talking about it a lot, but in reality, we're trying to grab new fans and let them know what's going on and what the primary stories of this team are compared to last year because we hadn't had any games. And relative to this tournament and the expectations on the three forwards that they brought in to try and fill that role. But I'll tell you, I sent a text the night this tournament ended to, to John Strong. And I said, hey, man, you know, it's like you're, you're you know, use throat code every day and, and make sure, you know, you, you sleep enough and all these little tips that he gave me. It's all true. And I didn't do, you know, cross Russia travel like he did for Fox. So in that sense, I mean, I got a taste of it, but you know, not even not even the full experience and I was exhausted.
2: Do you have to do anything unique to keep your voice going strong? I mean, over that time where you just, you know, cough drops every night or do you you have to do anything for your for your vocal cords, I guess?
3: <laughs> uh yeah, somewhat it it's not like I know guys who who do full vocal exercises and everything. I it's it's interesting in the COVID world because a dry cloth, you know, yeah. could could be, you know, someone's sick and you need to be careful. For me, it's, you know, I just did four hours of of TV the day before and I'm doing four more today. My my throat's just a little raw. It's just, <laughs> that's a lot. That's a lot of exuding energy and. In public speaking, and you want to be authoritative and not lose your voice. So, if I didn't have five cups of tea a day, I, I I think that's probably a pretty adequate description. And John Strong uses it. I've used it for years too. It's it's an herbal tea called Throat Coat that a few mu- musicians I know use. Could be a new sponsor for us, Throat Coat. Throat Coat, the OG, the OG. That's
1: their that's their slogan,
3: the tea the OGT, that's even better. Oh, brilliant. <laughs>
1: Definitely excited to get more into NWSL's place in the US and a lot more conversation around that. Quickly up front, we need to talk about WordSneak because ever since Poppy mentioned it when we were chatting with her a couple weeks ago, it's basically all we've been thinking about and hoping you can explain it to our listeners what WordSneak is and how it all began.
3: Yeah, so I think a lot of people probably know, you know, Jimmy Fallon does something like it on the Tonight Show. But I think there's a monotony that comes with doing that many games in a short span, not just for us, where it's okay, We've seen this team four times, but, you know, people who are watching, I I don't (laughs) that's 40 hours of listening to me talk. I mean, Lori looked at me at the end of one game and just goes, are you tired of hearing yourself? (laughs) Yeah, actually, I kind of am. And I can't imagine how people are at home. But um, so to a certain extent, it's, you know, you want to expand your vocabulary and you want to find new ways to describe things or, you know, be a little cheeky or a little subtle and maybe, you know, the occasional nod to fans. And so you want to do all those things, you know, from a personal standpoint, you, you enjoy doing that. Um where did it start? It, it's kinda unique, you know. Even um, you know, I we used to do it in some college press boxes just to see if I could sneak some things in. But also, you know, the first game I ever did for ESPN, my my older brother sent me a text and say, Hey, I'm gonna be watching, say, Quesadilla. And I <laughs> um I <laughs> I can't remember if I got that in or not. Um but you know, I, I've done some games where, you know. Family members were in the hospital, and they, they, you know, they're sort of stuck there, and they get a chance to watch. And you know, I think to what Jim Nance does when he says "Hello, friends" at the beginning of a broadcast, it, it's actually a nod to his his late father and his battle with Alzheimer's. Where it's, you know, every time I say that, I'm I'm saying it directly to you, Dad, so you'll know. And and some of those words, you know, you take from Twitter, and and it's cool for people to have a role in the broadcast, but even you know, my family and, and some of my friends who I don't get to see much will send me a text and say, hey, you know, I see your word sneaking tonight, get this one in. And it's just kind of a way to stay connected with people. So, um, to a certain extent, it's it's a pretty wide-ranging um, answer to that, but I, I just, I, I enjoy it. Some of them are pretty out there. Triskaidekaphobia is the fear of 13. I, I don't know how you logically get that into a game, but I have. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, Uh, and, and the fact that some of it went to athlete ally, um, for, for one of the word sneaks we did with Reddit was, was pretty cool too.
0: Oh man. I can only imagine how, uh, convoluted Reddit could, could get with some of those, those suggestions. We, um, but, but I'm glad that you guys are able to sift through and and pick something out.
3: I, I when when a friend, you know new player comes in off the bench, I like to say fresh legs because you know for a forward that's why you're bringing them on, and and they started to joke about crisp limbs coming off, <laughs> and so you know, all of a sudden everyone's like, I'll give a hundred bucks to the charity of Mike's choice if he says crisp limbs, and by the time we we're done, it was like five hundred and fifty bucks or something <laughs> when going, I, I go yeah, and you know off comes Kaylee Watt and uh, you know real crisp limbs after seventy five minutes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, uh, I can, I can appreciate, um, the, the, the kind of dull, um, you know, habitual nature you kind of find yourself in when you're doing the the day in day out work. And I work in something completely different, but, uh, we do, do have presentations and about a year or two ago, um, you know, we were, we were giving a client presentation at work in advertising and, you know, we're finishing it up. Um, and beforehand me and some of the other teammates had, uh, aligned that we would use a, a word that I think they'd bet me $10. I couldn't use, um, uh, bingo, bango, which (laughs) I mean, you're already thinking to yourself, that's easy money. Right. Um, and so, uh, you know, the meetings wrapping up, I'm looking around asking the clients, you know, any other questions? They're like, no, I think we're good. I said, well, bingo, bango. I think we're set. We're good to go. And, uh, (laughs) the, uh, the other two people, you know, the other account managers, they, they just start like, uncontrollably laughing. And then it turns into this awkward scenario where we have to not explain why they're laughing and just move on with our lives. Like nothing happened. Have you, have you ever run into a word where you're, you're, you're saying it and you're like, all right, like I'm breaking the fourth wall. I'm acknowledging like, this is a ridiculous word. Or have you, are you committed a hundred percent all the time?
3: Um, if you don't do it subtly, I don't think it counts. So I think that's part of the deal. I I think if people I mean, I think everyone was kind of going, huh, this guy's using a lot of SAT words today. Um, <laughs> you know, I kind of wish someone would give me simpler words that are just maybe a little less little less common in the English language as opposed to these, you know, six-syllable whoppers. Similar to the crisp limbs thing, you know, I know there was a Subway commercial that ran a lot and I guess piled high with veggies as part of that and, you know someone offered money again for Lori to do that. And Lori's an ambassador for athlete ally. It's an issue that affects her deeply and she cares about deeply and she's very vocal about. Um, and so, you know, we were probably five minutes left in the game and they've been tweeting at me and Lori doesn't really look at Twitter during games. Um, probably for her own mental health. Cause I can okay. tell you a hit miss proposition, but, um, yeah, I I, I, I gesture to her and we both muted our mics and I said, Lori, I'm gonna tee you up for this, but I need you to say piled high with veggies. And the game ended, we were going to penalties, and I said, Get your popcorn and your sandwiches, and I point at her and she goes, piled high with veggies. And we both laughed. <laughs> like, can we break the fourth wall? Maybe. I, but you know it's...
1: Love that. Love that. And and now that you explained a piece of the rule in that it needs to be done subtly you might guess where this is going, but we are gonna be doing Word Sneak right now, right here.
0: Whoa! We're,
1: we're gonna give, yeah, crazy, right? Crazy. Whoa! We're gonna, we're gonna give you, we're each gonna give you a word. I don't know if that's too much. If three is, you can tell but us if that's kind of crazy. One. Maybe he should pick one of the three. Okay, you pick one, but then you get to give each of us one, and we have to figure it out. We'll take tips, we'll take advice, um, but that's what we're gonna do. So while you're thinking of some for us, we will each throw one out there, and then you get to pick one, like Icy said, to work in throughout this this chat.
3: I like this game. This is good.
1: <laughs> this is—I mean, you're you're a master. No pressure, but this should be this should be easy for you.
3: You would think so, but we'll, we'll <laughs> find out. It's, it, right now, I'm a little nervous. I'm I'm worried. You know, someone gave me trombone, and I. I'm just like, if someone hits a poor cross, do I say sad tramp, uh, trombone? I mean, like, how did I get there? Like, I don't think there's a subtle way to do it. All
1: right, Jones, you want to go first? What's your, what's your proposition?
0: Uh, I, I toss your way. Uh, I like the instrument route. I like that trombone route. I'm going to go a little more exotic, though. I'm going to go didgeridoo. I'm going to throw you a didgeridoo.
3: I don't even know what it is.
0: <laughs> didgeridoo, think of uh, like a, oh, you know what? We'll replace that. We'll go with Vuvuzela.
3: Okay, I like That's that. A That's a good
2: one. That's good. All right, Mike, I'm going to go with Jack o' Lantern. Jack o' Lantern. All right, you guys are really trying to kill me. <laughs> the beauty of today is that it's not solely soccer talk. You get you got a lot of different
3: topics. A lot of ways to get there. I like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it gives me it gives me an out. <laughs>
1: Lastly, I'll submit a spoonful of sugar. Oh. <laughs> okay <laughs> you, you can do one you can choose one but if you're able to work in all three uh i think we could we could see a footy fellas donation to athlete ally as well just looked it up haven't heard of it myself but it seems like an awesome ca- cause obviously and it's something that you and laurie support so if you're if you're up for the challenge of all three footy fellas would be more than
3: happy to uh donate to athlete ally uh, you know, it it's it, the one thing that always hit me while we were going through this on Reddit is a lot of people, it, it's sort of a wave that continues. And I, I, I you know, a lot of people have been out of work. And I, the one thing that concerned me is, is I didn't want people, and hopefully you guys are, are, are doing well and staying safe. And hopefully you all have been able to stay, stay working. But like, sometimes I'm worried when I do that, that you're almost you know telling people to spend their money. So if you guys would be so kind that's fantastic, but you know obviously, you know, everybody can can give what they can, right?
1: Yep, absolutely. I appreciate the perspective for all of us. That's great. All right, so we yeah. got the we got our now you have to to give us three words. I almost forgot. So you could dig into your bag, just what's top of mind or some of your favorites that we now have to also work in. You could throw um, us each one.
3: Um All right, so uh, Max, let's do millionaire. They don't have to be crazy. That's the thing. It's just how are you going to fit that in? Because none of us are one, I would think. (laughs) That you Uh, are uh, uh, correct. Cutting board. Um, and traffic light. you know, again, don't have to be crazy. You know, it's just, you know, sneak them in there. That's the whole goal. Right. We got a game here, fellas. We got a game. I
1: like this. This, I'm hoping we can all stay focused now. I don't I, We'll see how difficult it really is because it seems kind of <laughs> difficult. Definitely. To totally this
3: <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, for what it's worth, I will say this. There was a winner take all pot in a game I did last year. Everyone in the truck put in five bucks I got a list of words. Everyone had their own bingo card. First to call bingo won the pot. Wow, so we, we've I, I've lost some people some money with this game as much as I've made people money. With it.
1: <laughs> bingo takes some prep work. We don't have cards. We didn't have the cards. We don't have enough words. Maybe in the future. <laughs> All right, well, we'll get into it. The main topic we did want to chat with you about today is two things that you know pretty well and have spent a lot of time with, which is the NWSL and the USL and the presence of both in the U.S. talking about just popularity, the media ecosystem that you're a part of, and then also the play on the field and the experience of being in the booth for both. So I'll kick it off just with asking, since you started commentating on both of these six years, five years, you've been doing this for a while and they've gained popularity throughout that time. What have been some of the biggest changes for each of these leagues?
3: Yeah. I so the first USL championship game I ever did, uh, it was the day before Halloween. So I was able to get home to to do my jack-o'-lantern that night. Uh it was in Rochester. And uh I you know, like that was their first game with ESPN. So that was the beginning of what's now, uh, you know, another multi-year deal got signed over the off season. So you're talking six years with a major network, um, you know, now with ESPN plus, obviously that's, that's really where all their games go through ESPN. So, you know, you sort of begin um, with not a lot of media coverage and, you know, the level of play over five years, night and day um, it's, from then to now, it's almost beyond recognition of of what it was and where it is now. And with the NWSL, it's, it, it's kind of the same deal. I mean, that was my first pro gig in 2014 was Sky Blue Games, you know, where they were doing it kind of out of a trailer setup and, um, you know, there was a, a game, a, a Seattle Rain game where... Megan Rapino is sending tweets to us like, hey, there's a giant bead of of like water droplet on your camera lens. Can you get rid of that for me? Hmm. OK, thanks, because um, she was injured for that game. So, you know, to where we are now, I, I think, you know, it's it's pretty amazing how far we've come since I started doing this. The technology is better. The level of play is better. The information we know is better. Um, it, it It's yeah. Night and day is probably the best way to describe it. Is it
0: fair of us to group them together, or do you see them as having um, distinctly different trajectories?
3: Just USL and NWSL or MLS or, or I mean, I think to a certain extent you're going to get a pretty wildly different trajectory for every league. You know, I, I think you know you look at a league like NWSL, the stars come built in. And that's something that, you know, MLS has from time to time for sure. Zlatan, Beckham, Carlos Vela, uh, Joseph Martinez, where, you know, you either bring in a, a big name or it, it it's a name that suddenly transcends, I think, the league. You know, with NWSL, you're granted, you know, the, the ecosystem of the best soccer-playing country on the planet. So you're given... Rapino and Tobin Heath and Alyssa Nairs in goal, and you know, they're all starters for the national team. It doesn't mean everyone's of that caliber, but you, you already have people who can poke through into the larger consciousness. And I think that gives them a lot of upside. And with USL, their trajectory is different in that with 35 clubs in the championship, their goal is saturating the grassroots movement as opposed to You know, we're we're not going to go get, you know, get Zlatan to play in our league, although we did get Didier Drogba at the end of his career. Um, But we're going to be in every community in the country and build up that way. So there's a lot of different approaches, I think, with that different trajectories in terms of long-term, you know, growth, whether you want it to be 10% a year 5% or 20 or 50. So, you know, I think everyone sort of got a different approach but I think the overall trajectory is is the same same general direction
0: which is just general growth and and notoriety for whatever okay. respect that is. Um I you know that that kind of spurred a different thought in my head about uh, I guess a pivot that the MLS has taken and 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 kind of taking your point that each trajectory is going to look a little different naturally based on what your objective is with that respectful league. So um, you know, for example, the MLS, it felt like recently had pivoted to accept to a certain extent that it is almost a, a feeder program where talent comes in at, at a young age and is then sold off um, to the Premier League or elsewhere. Um, so while the MLS in some regards may be the predominant league in the U.S., be it male or female, um, or at least is the most known, that doesn't mean that it is the end all be all uh, or let that its objective is necessarily to be the best best league period you know that there it has different player development efforts that are different than the USL and what you could argue with the NWSL is well is it so much a player development league or is this really trying to be the preeminent top league in the world and and i and then that forces me to sit back and think to myself well you know what how how do we conceive of the NWSL relative to what is being invested in the Manchester cities of the world and their, um, you know, female team or PSG or Lyon or Chelsea. Um, From your experience, do you feel like the NWSL is without a doubt unrivaled as the top female league in the world? Or is there starting to be a more international presence that is in some ways starting to draw talent out of the NWSL?
3: Yeah, I think this is going to be an answer where it's a spoonful of sugar and a spoonful of of medicine where, look, in in, in terms of top to bottom roster compositions, I would put our our domestic league against anybody on the planet. I think the NWSL has the, the fact that the college system is as strong as it is the level of of play from the national team through those on the verge of the national team to players coming into the league. I I don't know that anyone can match necessarily in part because I think the, the, the way that they develop talent for females um, in foreign countries, I don't think is, is as developed as it should have been a long time ago. I mean, the, the thing about Rachel Daly being the MVP of the challenge cup is she grew up playing on boys' teams because there wasn't an, an alternative in England at the time, whereas, you know, girls' soccer into college soccer to professional soccer in America, well, we haven't seen leagues last for long periods of time, in my opinion, th- there's, I think, a, a, a better path here than there is in, in a lot of countries. All that said, um, you know – the ICC, I think, I, I I hope they do expand it moving forward for women's teams. In that, I want to see Frankfurt, Bayern Munich, uh, these Manchester Cities, Chelsea's, um, you know, Barcelona's, you know, in in the mix, and Real Madrid's, you know, getting a, a women's team that I think they're going to pour money into. Lyon, PSG, uh, the you know, Paris. Um, f c and and all this going on. Um, I want to see I want to see it on the field. I think our athleticism is unparalleled. I think when I speak with people who come from from elsewhere back into the league, or coaches who've been overseas, I think there's still a feeling that we allow our athleticism to be our primary marker. But then you see teams like North Carolina who have such a distinct and unique tactical approach. I'm not entirely sure I buy that either. So I'm interested to to see more, whether it be a club World Cup or, you know, an ICC like fixture comparison points that we don't get for women's club soccer yet. I think that's going to be a a very I think that's going to be a storyline worth watching moving forward, to be frank.
0: End of the day, I think it's, you know, whether you're comparing the NWSL in the, you know, in relative to the USL or MLS um, or, you know, internationally, uh, they're all different in their own shapes and sizes. And no matter how you line them up on the cutting board, you can't necessarily put together something that is going to um, align apples to oranges. Right. Um what does make the NWSL exciting um, for me in, in, in that, uh, and regardless of what's happening in Europe, um, is that it's growing. Um, and Icy, you were talking about um, your excitement for the, the team that's bubbling up in, in L.A.
2: Yeah, you know, I'm sure you've heard mention, Mike, of the Angel City FC team coming out of uh, Los Angeles. I just saw a couple articles a few days ago. Announcing, you know, Serena Williams and Natalie Portman, both Natalie Portman, you know, both a couple of millionaire celebrities getting out and becoming investors in the club. And it seems to me that this sort of buzz um, really helps the the league uh, expand its reach and, you know, seeing big names hop in to get involved, I think is really, really special and really good for the league. What is your take? Do you do you, do you like seeing some of these bigger names um, you know, hop into the scene of the NWSL and help to share and spread, spread you know, spread its uh, its word, its name.
3: Yeah, totally agree. I mean, you want to talk about you know putting a trumpet to expansion, or I suppose in soccer terms, you'd say a Vuvuzela to expansion. But you bring in, <laughs> I did it, fellas. That's <laughs> all it took. That was a stretch. That was a stretch. We'll take it then. Oh, take no, it. Come on. <laughs> um, No, in in genuine terms, I think you look at the two expansion teams that are coming and they could not be more different. And I think part of it is, is they they sort of match the, the the grassroots of their region. So, you know, for L.A., look at LAFC. It's it's there's a lot of glitzy names in that ownership group. It's exciting. It's fresh. It's new. It's it's people who love the game and desperately want to grow it. Um, Angel City is going to be the same way. And I think the fact that you've got all these former national team players who are able to stay involved in the game, own a piece of the game, develop the game in Southern California is huge. Meanwhile, in Louisville, you're talking a a smaller ownership group. I've I've obviously worked with Lou City for for five years. Top class organization. They don't do anything half-ass. Uh, brand new state of the art 15,000 seat stadium underserved area of the country in terms of, you know, exposure to the national team. I, I think there's going to be excitement there. I, I would be, I I would have to imagine at some point soon, they probably will be capable of hosting the national team. There's a lot of excitement there and they do things the right way and they're getting season ticket deposits. And, you know, it, it, there's two different ways to skin a cat, but it, it, in total, I think, you know like that it's proof that you can go about it both ways generate excitement both ways i think that that lends itself well to the growth of the game going forward
1: if you put yourself in the shoes of the marketing director position like that at either louisville or angel city or any of the usl teams honestly at this point that are still trying to grow like in a league as you mentioned that has 35 teams and is somewhat saturated What are key pieces to that growth, to breaking not only into their own home markets, but also into the wider spectrum where some guys like us in Chicago might be watching a USL game at night on ESPN Plus or tuning into an NWSL match?
3: Yeah, for one, especially with NWSL, the Portland Thorns and the Portland Timbers, Merritt Paulson treats, from, from what I've seen, equally. North Carolina Courage and North Carolina FC. I know this sounds really minimal, but at their their stadium, and North Carolina FC has been there for a decade, and they moved Western New York down there just three years ago. It's little things like they, they put the team logo on the trash can, and I know that sounds really minimal. It's both logos. It, it, the, the, it's not an interloper in someone else's home. They are equivalent. And that is huge in how you market a club if you have two under your roof. They they don't cannibalize one another. They they play together. And I think that's significant. We, we need to make sure that we continue to invite everybody in and continue to grow the sport and have that be number one. Uh, if you want to talk about marketing directors who had a great month, for all that went wrong for Orlando Pride – Trumpet the league, trumpet soccer, trumpet the growth of, of the sport, even when you're not involved. Mm-hmm. I think that's that I think what they did getting more social media impressions than any other team that actually had games last month because they leaned into it once they realized they wouldn't be there will serve them well going forward as well. It eventually there's gonna be value for them because they they did lean in and do it for the rest of the league. So I think, you know, we need to, you know, be inclusive of the whole soccer community, try and draw everybody out, treat, I think, especially, you know, both male and female teams under the same roof with the same respect, which Utah has been in the same boat um, in, in doing that. And I think sky sky's the limit, you know, it's, I, I, my fiance's grandfather always said, um, you know, soccer is the sport of the future and always will be. Um, and I don't know that I really believe that anymore. I think we're getting there.
1: Wow. Yeah. That's great insight on the identity piece and just the, the power of equal messaging and equal care and kind of time attention put into it. Cause even though it seems small, your trash can example, that's what we've heard from everyone that we've spoken to, honestly, on the pod so far, whether it be you know, younger guys coaching in Spain or MLS players or other commentators from Poppy, just that identity piece of a club and of a, a group that is making those types of decisions is huge. We saw that a while back, you, you did a feature on Ryan Mira, and it got me thinking about more kind of individual features and storytelling. And we've chatted to a with a couple of USL players in the pod, Arthur Boswa and Andrew Tanari, And it almost feels like if, if the USL or NWSL was doing more of those individual features, kind of sm- shorter documentaries, just in the life, maybe that also could be a, a more personalized way of kind of getting inside the league and and see getting some of the access that, that you have when you chat with some of these players.
3: Yeah, no, I completely agree. And I think, you know, Orange County uh, SC is doing a, a multi-episode feature piece called Path to Glory. So, you know, they're starting to flip guys for profits overseas, develop them, bring them along and, and get the reward on the other end, which is, you know, if you want to be a league that sells and their club that recognizes that as part of their model. And I've talked with uh, you know, a couple other owners in in the in the USL championship who recognize that's the way most leagues work is, is through transfer profits and things of that nature. You know, okay, we're going to start building these guys as stars. Aaron Cervantes could be the next national team goalkeeper in five years. So why aren't we building him up at Orange County now? The MLS, you look at the LAFC doc that they put out a couple of years ago is it Manchester city, Amazon prime caliber or or Sunderland caliber, where I felt like I was involved in every single decision. I I don't know that it was quite at that level, but I was totally riveted by it. I thought it was outstanding. I want to see that every year. I want to see hard knocks for MLS. I want to see, you know, more about, about guys who I don't get a chance to get up close to as a fan to see what they're actually like, you know, I, some, there's a lot of players in MLS I've watched for a lot of years and I don't know what their voice sounds like. So it's like, you know, I'd love to see a lot more of that. I think star building is, a, you know, that's a TV term to an extent. Um, but it's, it's a big part of our goal. You sold
1: me on uh, hard knocks for any of the U S leagues, but especially USL NWSL, What's what's your stick? You're in you're in the hard knocks, obviously, as a, a prominent broadcaster in the league. What's your, you know, what are you gonna be remembered by? Are you, you telling good jokes off screen, or is it uh, you know, <laughs> word sneak or just straight up good commentary? You wanna be the voiceover for hard knocks? What do you what do you think?
3: Oh shoot. Um boy, I gotta tell you, Hard Knocks, Vista World Link, that's our production studio in Florida. That would be the worst season of hard knocks ever <laughs> <laughs> um i'm going to pitch that to my executive producer uh, and see what he says and he will probably say the same thing but uh yeah i you know i yeah i, I it's it's funny now they do some nfl preseason i'm kind of hoping hard knocks comes back to cincinnati cuz i you know you you just get to be the bridge you get to say here we are in kansas city opening game of the preseason and joe burrow is ready to go, and then the music starts, and it's very serious, and it pumps you up, and then it's, you know, 18 hard hits in a row, and I go, whoa, this doesn't feel like a preseason game. <laughs> uh, you know, where they cherry-pick the best, you know, eight words in a row that I can I can blather. So, yeah, that's probably my role. The, the, uh, the jokes off camera, I don't really tell good ones, so I, I probably won't make air for that. You kind of just wrote
1: the script. I feel like any sport, those are your two lines. Like that's it. Those are the two lines. You get the hits or you get the balls, you get the goals. And then you could just listen to it every night before you go to sleep.
3: (laughs) That's great. Yeah, that's exactly it. I'll finish with
1: uh, one final hot take to, to get your thoughts on or whether it is a hot take or not. And that is, as we've been watching a little bit of USL, NWSL, obviously the Challenge Cup, and then some of the late night USL games on ESPN Plus. They're pretty exciting, and even just watching the highlights, it's very exciting. My hot take is that the USL and NWSL are actually more exciting than the MLS right, right now, even during the MLS's back tournament. Is that a fair hot take or is that full stop traffic light too hot? <laughs> <laughs>
3: you did it. <laughs> Got there. Mark this
1: down. Minute 40-something.
3: <laughs> um, Interesting thought. I, I think, you know, a- entertainment's in the eye, eye of the beholder. I think you could have watched, you know, the day we're taping this. I don't know when it comes out. Maybe we're live, and I didn't even know that. Um, we are not live. Uh, <laughs> no, coming up <out> Monday. <laughs> All right. Uh, Well, the night before we taped this, uh, Portland was playing, and Steve Clark had two Pseudo-Howlers. I mean, really poor moments in goal. Um and, you know, there's probably people in Europe who are going, How's this entertaining? He had two flubs. Well, as someone who's rooting for chaos in a good game, all of a sudden, you know, you equalize on penalty because of a mistake that the goalkeeper made. I don't care how it happened. The next 10 minutes of that game were nuts. I mean, like, that was highly entertaining. I, I think. You know, they started calling Challenge Cup chaos cup on social media because it was just, you know, there were some bonkers endings and upsets and seeding. And, you know, I, I think, you know, sometimes these leagues like USL Championship, NWSL, you know, they, they refer to as NWSL after dark, those crazy games on the West Coast that keep you up after midnight in the East. Like there's just there, there's a penchant and I can't tell why. To have some bonkers endings. It just sort of works out that way. Um, so yeah, I don't know that I'd call it more entertaining on its face. I, I think the caliber of goal you're going to see in MLS might more often be a higher caliber than the USL championship just because, you know, the level of player is going to be a little bit higher. But I don't think the the dramatics for the NWSL or USL championship are lacking by any stretch. Fair
1: enough. We'd take bonkers for all three any day of the week. I think, <laughs> Mike, really appreciate you taking the time to chat with us, dish us everything, NWSL, USL, MLS, and just life, and and carry us through WordSneak, because that was a that was a fun experience for all of us. I think.
3: Now imagine getting thirty words sent to your Twitter account. <laughs> Handing your phone over to your director. I have a, a director who, gosh, he's like 24. The guy who directed all the preliminary round games after day one and everything up through the semifinals is a 24 year old director. Wow, He is outstanding. Um, but I give him my phone. I'm like, all right, narrow it down to 10. Cause he, he likes to play along with this. And, uh, you know, like the next five minutes, you're quaking in your boots. You're like, "Please don't pick Trisky Decaphobia. Come on. <laughs> um, so and and then you get ninety minutes and sometimes you go on tears, and sometimes you're like, "Man, I'm never getting this word in." So yeah, word sneak was cool. I appreciate you guys sharing the sharing the love on word sneak. that was that was awesome.
2: You did a great job. you You were definitely a legend. You proved your legendary status today. Really, really, it. really, really clever using the three words. I tried. I tried
3: my best. Be subtle. Subtle.
1: It's the key. Very exciting follow on Twitter as well, at Mike Watts on air. So check out Mike, and he'll be on a broadcast near you, I'm sure.
3: Looking forward to it, gentlemen. Thanks for having me.
1: Big thanks to Mike Watts for coming on really interesting conversation talking about the usl nwsl soccer in the us and around the world honestly just different growths and trajectories and league objectives also appreciated word sneak check out athlete ally if you haven't heard of it or uh, have already given and thought about it obviously a great cause until next week appreciate you listening sayonara see you next week
2: I don't even know who this episode's brought to us by today. Yeah. So we're about to, about to find out. we about to find out. Okay,
1: it's a mystery. And Mr. Thornburg paid us a pretty penny as well, so oh. he, be- he best get his name thrown around.
0: Dude, that's like your cousin, bro. You just... <sighs> Fine.